<laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, I'm recording now. This is my Straight Outta Content podcast. Technically, episode 21. The first half was with Omar. Now we're back with my cousin. That's a fly hoodie, by the way. My cousin Darnell. Omar is the boxing aficionado. Darnell here, he's the UFC guy. But today, we just watched a huge boxing match, so we're going to talk about boxing. So what's up, cuz? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good yeah, to be here. Yeah, this audio sounds great. Perfect. Um, yeah, so we were talking on the phone. Okay, so tonight's fight is a little misleading because they're telling the public that Lopez is now the undisputed lightweight 135-pound champion. Mm -hmm. That's not true. What do you mean? Why that's not true is Tank, undefeated, still has his 135-pound belt. He fights for that belt and the 130-pound belt against a in a huge mega fight that's going to be here in Texas on Halloween on October 31st. So he's really the boogeyman at 135. Him and Lopez are the two, really him, Lopez, and Lomachenko. Now Lomachenko lost, so now it's really, really Lopez and and uh, Tank. But they're two different promotional companies. You know, mm -hmm. Tank's with Floyd. Lopez is with Aaron. Yeah, but does Tank have a belt? Yeah, he has the whole, he has the full regular 135 pound belt. So the one that he's, this is what, this is what these guys did. They create, it's so many. So they create the regular, then the super champion. Mm -hmm. Tank is the regular champion at 135. He's never, he's undefeated. He's never lost his belt. He's lost it on the scale and won it back. I thought super was just, um, wasn't that a heavier? It's a little bit heavier, isn't it? No, see, normally it would be, right? But the sanctioning bodies to get more money, they created like Darnell. How much do you weigh? Uh, right now I'm like 219. That's, I. if I could get down to 219, that would be amazing. So, right, <laughs> so technically you're a heavyweight, right? So they'll be like, yeah. what they did, they and they did this to Lomachenko, and I'll tell you exactly what they did. So they'll be like, okay, Darnell, you you beat this guy in 2018 to become the WBO heavyweight champion, right? Mm -hmm. Then in 2019, the sanctioning body was like, uh, you know, boxing kind of going down or whatever. We want more money. We're going to create a WBO heavyweight champion, super champion. We're going we're gonna to upgrade you to that, and then we're going to leave the regular belt. And that's what happened. So Tank has the real 135-pound belt. What the belt that Lomachenko has was a super champion belt. And then what even happened even, even further, this is only, this happened what? only, listen, this happened only one time in history, in history. The WBC belt, right? Mm -hmm. The WBC sanctioning body, Lomachenko had the belt, officially. He officially had a WBC belt when Devin Haney was coming up and, and right there to fight him, they franchised Lomachenko and gave the WBC belt to Devin Haney and said that he doesn't have to fight Devin Haney. So Devin Haney is really the 135 pound WBC pound champion, but Lomachenko was franchised. The belt that Lopez has on him right now yeah. is a franchise belt. See, but Devin this Haney is what I'm talking belt. about. This is the problem with boxing. This is the problem with boxing. Yes. As I said, because I'm a novice. So 
well, I, I'm listening to what they're saying. I'm like, oh, finally, somebody who's undisputed, he's got it all. I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. And you're like, not even close. I'm like, oh. Not even close. At heavyweight, it is true. Mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua really does have all the belts. And now uh, uh, Witch God does it. They don't, for some reason, they don't do it at heavyweight in some other weight classes. But for these lightweights, these uh, from lightweight all the way to, uh, I want to say, super middleweight 168 that's when they started doing it and what it does is if you become such a star Uh it allows you to continue to represent that organization without and then they kind of pick who you want to fight and if it becomes a threat Devin Haney Uh who was with the zone and Bob Arum has Lomachenko and there's a video out there and Devin Haney's like yeah I want Loma next I'm in line and Bob Arum tells him that he's with the wrong promotion Mm. So he was franchised. WBC said, you know what? We're tired of this. We're going to franchise Lomachenko. He gets to keep the belt regardless until he loses. But we will give Devin Haney the WBC uh, belt. Well, that's the business. I mean, you kind of just took the wind out of my sails. I was excited. I was no. like, oh, it's unified. <laughs> no, no, it's bullshit. I mean, they it's ESPN. And they yeah. have a contract with top rank. So, of course, mm-hmm. they're going to up it so that his next fight can sell but it's really not i mean you tank is a fucking phenom like and he's a pay-per-view star this shit was fucking free tank's fight is on pay-per-view mm. on, you know on saturday right here in san Antonio. i really want to go um but so for them to not even mention think about it you know what's crazy that's what i was gonna tell you on the phone he never mentioned tank once no, I didn't, I didn't hear it. He, and Tank is fighting for, Tank is dropping down to 130, offering up his 135-pound belt, and he's fighting for Leo Santa Cruz 130-pound belt. Hmm. They they mentioned Haney. Of course they mentioned Haney, because he's with DAZN, and DAZN and Top Rank do business together. Hmm. How do you not mention the main guy? That's like mentioning, I don't know. That's like mentioning somebody else, but not mentioning Izzy. Or something like yeah. that. Like, yeah, you're the main fucking guy. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, no, Tank is the guy at 135. Tank is the true guy at 135. You think there'll be a rematch? I think that there's no way in fuck they. In fact, I want to say when the negotiations were going on and the fight was kind of going up and down, they had a rematch clause that was agreed to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see them not doing a rematch with how close it was, how good it mm-hmm. was, uh, making more money the second fight. I think it could go different the second fight. And why Why is that? Because I agree with you, but I want to know why you think that. Well, Lo- Lomachenko, if Lomachenko, see, okay, okay. So this is, this is, okay. How can I put this? Mm-hmm. The fight that we saw didn't reflect on the scorecards. Okay. Because the one judge had a 116, one something, which was decent, right? But the other judge had a 119, 109. Yeah, one, I heard that one. Mm. And then the other one was like 117 something. So you had it even further, but it wasn't that far apart. Maybe one or two rounds to either fighter around 116, 114 two rounds more to the other fighter, right? So 
but you see Andre Ward had it a draw and then one point for Lopez winning the fight. So in a rematch, Lomachenko has to fight the fight that we all saw, not the judges saw. Yeah. Which means starting early and doing what he did from round seven to 11 and round one, two, three, and four. If he does that, he can steal the rounds to win. Because I don't really believe that he was winning those. He won seven, but I mean, eight, nine, 10, and 11. He was stealing the rounds because he's the champion. You, have yeah. to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to take it from me, but he's shoe shining, landing a few more shots. And they're like, okay, just give it to Loma. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they always do that. If you start slowing and turn it on, even if you're not turning it on more than the other guy, they're like, oh, he's coming back. He's doing this. He's doing that. So why do you think? Or what do you think the second fight would be? Honestly, from watching the lead up, watching how he approached it, like you said, the layoff doesn't really matter. I think Lomachenko kind of underestimated him. I think he felt like, yeah, if I if I'm off my game, he's got some power, but I'm matrix, I'm high tech, like I'm just too much. And you could see right in the beginning, that kid had the attitude of, yo, you're not too much for me. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's what I'm saying. So the rematch, I think, could go differently, but have the same outcome. Okay. I think he'll come in and fight harder, but I tell you this all the time, especially like with my training age plays a factor yeah okay and one thing i said to myself and then i laugh because i crack myself up because i think i'm funny is when that kid was putting it on him in the earlier rounds i was like man i definitely wouldn't want to train in that spanish hispanic style that mexican style like they be on your ass i remember saying that to myself and then right as i said that i looked up and he was on his ass i was like "Mm, mm, i don't want to deal with that so if he comes in this fight, more like, okay, you took it from me last time, but I'm going to show you. I think this kid is also going to come back in like, all right, old man. <laughs> and, and I think every level Lomachenko brings to him, this kid's going to rise because that's how it goes with generations. Some of the great boxers of the past, they're amazing, but you put them in today, they wouldn't do as well, not because of uh, any physical attributes. It's because these kids today built their training off of these great boxers in the past. And that's what he said. I'm a new generation. And that's why I said, like, I said the same thing with UFC. You could take some of the greats and they're like, oh, this one got old. And it's like, no, this new era grew up watching that great. So since they were six, they've been imitating them. This kid, it's a new era. And 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 I'm good. I, I'm glad. I, I like that. I like, I like fresh blood coming into the mix. So if Lomachenko's really great, he'll come back, revamp, and he'll maybe do something. But I have a feeling this kid... He's got his, he's got his number. Yeah. Cause he was faster. He was fast. The announcer said it. He, they don't talk about how fast he, he was pretty fast. What they don't talk about is his boxing ability. Mm-hmm. He outboxed Lomachenko and everybody was saying he, there's no way he can outbox. Even uh, Teddy Atlas said, there's no way he can outbox Lomachenko. And yep. you guys, you y'all do realize his mitt work and everything, his shoulder rolling, his the, the way he shoots his shots, everything he trains like is exactly like Floyd. He fights like Floyd. Mm-hmm. He fights exactly like Floyd. 
That's what I'm saying. You base your these kids are basing off the era before. So like it's a whole new game plan. Well, what's crazy is their pro careers happened at the same time. I don't know if you knew. Oh, really? That. Yeah, Lomachenko was uh, amateur for 400 fights. Jesus. The only this was only his six. This was both of their 16th fight or something like that. Really? Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. He yeah, and Lomachenko's second fight, I think he won a belt like his second or third fight because he ended up fighting. Uh, Why does it feel like he's been around forever? No, he's only been he's been around the same time that Lopez has. It's just that. He came out of the Olympics with two gold medals mm. in his late 20s, because he's only 32, in his late 20s, which isn't old. Like He's only 32? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Gee. exactly. Yeah, it's bullshit. They tried to give him the whole pound-for-pound status. The motherfucker's only 32 years old, and he only has, this is only his 16th fight. And he already has a loss. He got smoked by Orlando, by Orlando Salido. But people seem to just forget about that. Like I, mean, had, seem, I knew about his loss. That's what I'm saying. People seem to just forget about that. It looked exactly like this fight. Hmm. Looked exactly like this fight. He can't fight strong fighters. So top rank built them up. Hmm. Built them up, sending them to fight specific guys who top rank had. And then other fighters would lead the division because Mikey Garcia was supposed to be the first one. Mikey Gar the reason, holy reason why he even has his WBC belt, this is another lesson, because Mikey Garcia had it and was smoking people, knocking people the fuck out. Teofimo Lopez wasn't even on the a, on a radar. Mm -hmm. He had a huge situation with Aaron because he, he wanted Lomachenko and Aaron wouldn't give him to him. So he had a two-year layoff. Aaron shelved him for two years, two years of litigation, lost two years of his life, came back, had a couple of fights as a free agent, and then won the 135-pound WBC belt and then was like, okay, you won't let me fight Loma? Okay, that's fine. I'm going to go up to 147 and fight Errol Spence. And he vacated the WBC belt. That's how Lomachenko got the WBC belt because he fought for a vacant belt. He didn't beat fucking, uh, yeah. um, which called, what the fuck? Mikey Garcia. He didn't beat Mike Garcia, who's a star in himself. I mean, they fought right here at Dallas Cowboy Stadium, and he moved up two weight classes to fight the fucking boogeyman at welterweight, who was Errol Spence. And you asked me about Bud, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's fighting Kell Brook, who's what, who, which is a very dangerous fucking fight for fucking Bud. You you think Kell Brook can beat him? Let, fuck yeah, I think Kell Brook, huh? Kell Brook beat up a, a prime Sean Porter. But when? In his prime, a few years ago. Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Sean didn't get any better. Sean didn't get any better. Sean, Sean went on to lose to Keith Thurman. Sean went on to lose to Errol Spence. Okay. Only person who he beat was some flunkies and Danny Garcia and Adrian Broner. So you're calling Kelbrook over Bud? I'm saying that everybody, because I know boxing, right? Yeah. Everybody's looking at this fight like Bud Crawford is just going to walk into the fight with Kell Brook, who's a natural one. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not no, saying not, that at all. You, not you. I'm saying the world in general. It's like, oh, yeah, it's Bud. Just like how they did with it. Okay. Everybody's looking at it like how they looked at Loma. Look at the, did you see the odds? Loma was negative 440. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Fuck no, bro. If you 
if you have you were you were under fucking feeded at welterweight. I don't has he lost at welterweight? Yeah, his only loss, Kilberg's only loss at welterweight is to fucking Errol Spence. That's it, and that's coming off of his fight against Triple G at middleweight. That's it. Like mother Kelbrook is huge at 147, and he smoked Errol Spence. He came over here to America. I mean, he smoked Sean Porter. He came over here to America and smoked Sean Porter, who was running through guys. And me and Omar, Sean Porter would run through Bud Crawford. He would run through Terrence Crawford. He's too fucking small. He's too light in the ass. He's too light in the ass. He couldn't keep Sean off him, but they're fucking friends. Mm. They're not bullshit. They're fucking friends. He's too light. He can't do nothing to keep Sean Porter off of him. Hmm. He's, not, he's not, he's not, he's not what they say he is. And he's only fought top-ranked flunkies. It's not like that. Sean Porter's fought them all. Kel Brook, mm. Herman, Errol Spence, Danny Garcia, Adrian Broner. He's mm. fought all of them. They've all fought each other. Bud's been over there. He's going on 33, 34 years old. Mm-hmm. He's been over there on a top rank side doing what? Fighting Amir Khan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> flunkies. Victor Postel. Flunky. Like, I can keep going with all the flunkies that Bob Aram's feeding them. And they're thinking that Kel Brook is a flunky. That's what they're doing. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, that's exactly what Bob Aram is doing. I know he's not a flunky. I know he's not a flunky. He's fucking, listen, that motherfucker shows up. Because and that's but you just said it. That's what I'm thinking. If he shows up, but you never know. If you, if I give you an opportunity, right? I give you an opportunity. If you have an opportunity of a lifetime to fight this guy that's smaller than you, right? Mm-hmm. The world the world is against you. I'm giving you an opportunity of a lifetime to fight this guy who's smaller than you. It's up to you whether or not you take it. Kell Brook has never not shown up for a fight. It's not like, like people look at him because he's British and all this other shit, like he's pussy. That, no, he went up to middleweight, fought Triple G in his prime, mm-hmm. got his orbital bone broke, came back and fought Errol Spence in his prime got his orbital bone, got his other orbital bone broke, chilled for a second, healed, and went on a four fight, like knockout winning uh, streak. See, I just looked up Kelbrook. I keep thinking that these boxers are so much older than they are. He's only 34. Same age as Bud. I'm like, I don't know. Like, you know, age age is Bud. No, same age as Bud. And he's only got two losses. To bigger guys. He don't lose the niggas that are smaller than him. Think about it. Bud has only been fighting at, at welterweight for like a few fights. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be as good as for as long as it lasts, just like this fight. I, like when I, seen, when I seen Lopez do muscle ups, I said, 135-pounders, <laughs> 135-pound men don't do muscle ups. And don't do 20 of them and continue to train. And then when I saw his handwork and how he shoots his shots like Floyd, I said, and his muscle bellies in his shoulders, I said, this nigga's a fucking welterweight getting down to 135. This guy mm-hmm. walks around. He got to walk around in the 40s. Easy. Maybe 50s. He's too fucking big. 
He's too fucking big and he's only going to get better and sharper and smarter and experienced than going to add on. I want to, I want to switch gears with you for a second. All right, go, go, go. Let's, let's jump up and wait. Dillian. What? What do you think is going to happen the second time? I don't watch that bullshit. Don't nobody, watch, don't nobody watch that. Next subject. We're not I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Don't know. In boxing, there's called. <laughs> You're such an elitist. Look at you. You're like, ugh. That's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah, there's there's things called like throw them away fights. That's what that is. The only reason why there's eyes on the second fight is because he got clipped in the first fight. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, the first fight didn't mean anything. I mean, I like him. I like him. He's charismatic. I like him. So I always watch his fights. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, truly, like he's a he's a bad human. He's not. I'm, a, I'm assuming. Yeah, he is. He's a bad. Those always make the funniest people on cameras. Yeah, he's a fucking piece of shit. Like he's he's nobody. Andrew Ruiz would fuck him up. He won't you fight think so? What? You think so? Not think so. It's Andy Ruiz was. It wouldn't even. It, it would. It would be ugly. Mm. Don't have any boxing skills when you watch him fight? That's the reason why he got put to fucking sleep. Mm-hmm. Who was that? Who was that? Oh, your charger's upstairs in the room. Oh, you must have brought it downstairs. No, you're fine. You're fine. I thought you was Chelly. Is that the missus? No, that's uh, Callie, uh, her niece. Uh. Um, no, yeah, nigga, no, he's, no. Andrew Ruiz is a real, is a real deal. The only reason why he lost the second fight to Joshua is because he fucking, you know, he got paid $7 million. I know. Got them churros. Yeah, <laughs> fucking taquitos and taco, fucking hot Cheetos and shit and went crazy. Oh, yeah. They have some Coronas. Yeah, but he's Canelo. training with Canelo's trainer now, so mm. he's gonna be right. Be I like right. that. Um, I like that replay that they used in the fight right before. That was dope. You know, I don't know why it took so long. <laughs> to get that and they need to bring that to ufc they need to bring that to any combat sport they did, i was like it's about time you put that yellow light out and be like hold on <laughs> every round does does well they should have used it for that fucking body shot that loma yeah. tried to save yeah. as well yeah does the ufc make because omar tried well this is our argument i claim financially boxing as a whole creates more money but I looked it up and it said like the, the UFC for 2019 made like 90, 980 million to 1.1 billion. Um, the organization might, I know for fighters, boxers make more. Yes. It's not even close. Yeah. But the organization of UFC, it might make more because it's one organization when boxing is spread out. But that's the whole thing fighters in UFC complain about is that they're making all the money and the fighters aren't getting it. I mean, I he, think about it. He bought an island and put on fights on the island. He's got to be making money. Yeah, because he was saying that because of that, the UFC is bigger. And I'm like, 
if it was bigger, wouldn't it generate more? And he was like, it, meaning, wouldn't it generate more to be able to pay its fighters? But he was like, no, it does generate more. They just don't pay their fighters. So I was like, oh, this is a question I'm gonna ask Darnell. Yeah, yeah, the, the, I, I could see that. That's always been the complaint. Because mm. it's like, it, the argument is it generates more, therefore it's bigger than all of the boxing promotions put together. But I'm like, now, yeah, but see, people, the thing that UFC different, and people always forget this, is UFC, you associate mixed martial arts with UFC. Yeah. And that's just one promotion. Remember, you got Bellator, there used to be Pry, like there's other ones. With boxing, you have all these different promotions. UFC is just one promotion. That's That would be like you talking about WBC. It's just one thing. That's why I said you have... Uh, one over in China. Fighters go back and forth too. Ben Henderson came over to UFC from China. They sent uh, Demetrius Johnson over to China. There's all kinds of promotions. UFC just won. But is the UFC bigger than all the boxing promotions combined as far as generating no. money? No, it, can, it can't be. That's what I thought, right? It, it Until I looked at their net worth for one year and I was like, oh. <laughs> and I... <laughs> it might be. It might be. That's why I was like, "What?" I said, but I don't think it. I don't think it is. I don't think so either, right? I said the numbers don't. But I looked at. The, I was like, "I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know." I guess I it might be. I don't know. Oh, this what this was our argument. I got to get you on with with Omar. He's taking John Jones. I'm taking Izzy. Ooh. But I told him everything. I said, "Bro." Oh, oh, and, the, and oh, I said, who has stronger chin? He thinks John Jones has a stronger chin. When we get on the call, can you please tell At him? What weight class? It'd be a heavyweight. He thinks John Jones light has heavyweight, more. Light heavyweight or heavyweight? What is heavyweight, 205? No, heavyweight is above 205. Yeah, yeah, heavyweight. Light heavyweight is up to 205. That John Jones was the light heavyweight champ. He's moving up to heavyweight. Izzy's yeah. the middleweight champ. So I don't see him jumping up two weight classes. Well, okay. So this was, okay. Hear, hear my argument, and then I'll tell you Omar's, and then you as the UFC MMA can put the, put you know, cancel it all. Because this is us talking out of our, out of mm -hmm. our I say Izzy has more experience when they're the exact same size. And when Brandon Schaub did that video with Izzy, he says, I thought that you were a lot smaller. I'm standing next to you and you're a big guy. I used to have it like this between you and John Jones, but now that I'm standing next to you, you're a big guy. I think that you could do it. I say Izzy has more experience. I say Izzy has a better chin. Omar says Izzy doesn't have the experience. He thinks that John Jones has more experience because he's been in the UFC longer, even though they're only separated by seven fights in the UFC. Outside of that, he has way more. And he believes John Jones has a better chin. You can go. Okay, here's my thing. There's weight classes for a reason. If they met at 205, it's a pick em. If they meet at heavyweight, like I said, I'm not Brennan Chubb. I'd have to be next to him because... From what I've seen, because of how thin he looks, I, I don't see it him having the size because John can get up there. It's only one weight class. But like Brennan Schaub was a heavyweight. 
So if he's standing next to him and says, like, you look the right size, he's definitely got to be able to see he's the right size. So even if you put on, if you put on, they're both at heavyweight and say all things being said, he is comfortable at heavyweight. Okay, this is how I break them down. As far as experience for the UFC goes, John Jones does have more. Okay, they may not be separated by many fights, but Izzy has not had the wars John has had. John has had some wars in the past. I mean, he's dominated a lot, but remember, John Jones won the belt in 2011. What were we all doing in 2011? Like, that's what I'm saying. He's lost it like a couple of times. Like, he's been the champ for a long time. Okay. Now, here's the thing take people John's beat. Take his number one rival, Daniel Cormier. How would you place him against Izzy? Izzy's obviously going to piece him on the hands. But what if Daniel got a hold of him? I think Daniel's too small. Okay. I don't see Daniel any bigger than the last two Izzy opponents. He's just fatter. Who? Who? Daniel Costa? Uh, yeah, I don't see Daniel. Paulo Costa is not that big. He is proportionate, so he looks great. He's not that big. That's what I said. Everybody, oh, he kept saying all that. And then when Izzy got next to him, he's like, yeah, what's up, skinny boy? Because he was looking at him like, you're not that big. He's just proportionate. Uh, how about this? I don't see, I don't see Cormier as strong as Izzy. Okay. See, my whole thing is, and this is why I like Israel Adesanya. I was always thinner. Okay. Israel's precision. Okay. He's not a power guy and he's not going to have to wrestle up against you. He's smooth. He gets out of the way. But John, John, he's from that NFL stock. Okay. I always said he's not the best striker. That's why they always called him creative and unorthodox. He's not unorthodox. What he's using is basically bitch dirty moves because he's not the best striker. He's not just going to go in there and throw hands. So he's going to kick at your knee. He's going to try to elbow you from weird angles. That's dirty shit. And that's fine. It's a fight. Okay. So if it's straight up stand up, is he's no chance. John. No, I'm saying, I'm sorry, John, no chance. Oh, okay. It is a straight up stand up fight because people really sleep on his glory days. Like that's like somebody who's a boxer. That's like they, talked about Holly Holm and when she came over it was like come on man she's a boxer like the the striking it's not even on the same level that being said Izzy just like Chuck Liddell was great at it they always said he was an underrated wrestler because he has the ability to get you off of him and that's good you could get somebody off of you but how much can you get somebody off of you when their whole thing is to be on you and that's what I'm saying if John comes in focused in the right state of mind it, it styles make fights. If he tries to stand with Izzy, he would get wrecked. But he, I think he's too smart for that. He would immediately start pressing the takedowns. But if it's the old John, this new John, I don't know what's up with this nigga. I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't know what's up with this nigga. Like from his tweets, from his messages, the dumb shit he's doing. Like, I don't, I don't know. And I was the biggest dick writer of John Jones. We're both from upstate New York. He talked that intelligent shit. You know, we're all raised in church. I was swinging from his sack, man. I used to love him. First couple of times he got in trouble. I'm like, oh no, you got to understand the pressure. And now I'm like, nigga, again, okay. But what I'm saying, if he comes in the right state of mind, back to that wrestling NFL background from his family, keep all that other stuff aside, 
you know, the pride aside and immediately realizes he has to acknowledge this guy's hands are better than mine. If he says that to himself, he, I think he could dominate it because Israel Adesanya hasn't had to have somebody on him like John Jones. The same way Conor McGregor is leaps and bounds a better striker than Khabib. But what happened? If you're not ready for that, they just, they're on you. And I, I'm striker by nature. And that's what I said. I started doing catch wrestling. And this little short guy, he's a, a squatter, a power lifter. And he was on my ass. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, can't. Oh, he was just on me. And I was really everything I could. And that's what he said. He was like, if you hit me, I'd be fucked up. But he was all on me. Like, especially if they're just naturally used to just being on you. And that's what John has to get back to. And that'll make it for a good fight. If both of them have the ability to win, it's going to make it a good fight. Okay, but like I said, Israel to me is smart. He says the right things. He's doing the right things. He's cocky, but not to the point where he's an asshole. It's just he believes in himself. John, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like I said, he's got to come in the right state of mind. The good thing about him and Daniel is they dislike each other so much that it put him in the right state of mind. But he doesn't really dislike anybody else there. He tries to sometimes, but like, it's just weird. You saw what happened with him and Reyes because he doesn't dislike Reyes. Like it was weird. Honestly, I think Reyes won. Like, it, it, like he's just been on and off lately. So his weightlifting, how does that, does that benefit him or not? All his not on roids and he's really weightlifting and gets to just a natural, uh, you, you made that reference that one time, remember Dragon Ball Z where they're training in Super Saiyan? If he's just natural and moves like he used to at a good solid weight, it's gonna put him over the top. It's gonna really make him something special. Okay. But you know how roids affect your body. So if he's cheating, which he has a big habit of doing, it's not going to be that natural movement. It's not going to be as, because it's artificial. You see what I'm saying? It'll give him explosive power. It'll give him, but it's not going to be him. You know, he's not just going to be used to it because he, he's never fought a heavyweight before. So if that's his first fight, it's going to be a lot. He needs to have a nice fight at heavyweight to get used to it. And Israel, I don't know, coming up to heavyweight, like I said, that's so much. But hasn't he been... I'm playing devil's advocate. Hasn't John Jones been fighting arguably one of the best heavyweights in Daniel Cormier for a no, while? No, but they're fighting at light heavyweight. And that's what I said. The whole reason John didn't move up is because it might have gone differently. Daniel's got really old, but that's what I said. Remember when he knocked out Stipe? That's because his punches have a lot more on him. Like, you know, how, how much you weigh now? 266. Okay, you may not be as fast as you used to, right? But don't you feel it when you really turn it over? You got some meat on that. It's a little bit different from when you were a little smaller. You're like, oh, wait a minute. And that's why I said it might have gone a little differently. With both of them at that, I don't, I yes. don't see 20, 15 or 20 pounds more on Daniel Cormier and 15 or 20 pounds more on John Jones. To me, I don't care if they're 250 or 180. I don't see Daniel Cormier having the skills to beat him ever. My whole thing is when Daniel used to get down to 205, he should have never really been getting down to 205. 
You see what I'm saying? He He's one of those guys that some people cutting weight is good for, some it's really not. Like you can see certain people, they're just naturally, like not everybody's built like that. Like boxing is different. Like they usually, uh, the lighter weights, they're lean. Even when, when they're a little heavier, they can be lean and move. And then, then there's people like Andy Ruiz. You see what I'm saying? Like some people are just built a certain way. Daniel was getting down to 205, okay? But when he knocked out Stipe with that punch that really shouldn't have really knocked him out, but it just hit him with that meaty arm, that chicken dancing, coon ass arm, okay? He was like 240 or something. And that's what he was comfortable at it. That's what he said. He moved. He was like, I'm moving. He was confident. Like that was his weight. That was always supposed to be his weight. He joined the UFC at heavyweight. It's just his boy became the heavyweight champion in Kane Velasquez, so he went down to light heavyweight. That's the only reason he went down. He was always a heavyweight. But you think his skills would have still beat John, like if John had it jumped up? No, I said it might go differently. Oh, okay, okay. I get what Daniel's you're at his natural weight, and John is coming into that weight and not used to it. That's why I said, like, it, it does take something unless... See, and, and this is what messes it up. So many greats do it, like in boxing or in UFC, so many greats do it. But everybody, you know, sometimes you switch weights and it's just not for you. <laughs> like, it's not it's not for you. Can anybody at heavyweight stop John? Francis Ngannou, if he hits him. Oh. I seen Francis. Now, this is, remember when you and I talked about GSP, Mm -hmm. going with Freddie Roach. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the videos of Francis with Teddy Atlas? Yes, I have. Okay. The, this is the difference. And you can tell me if I'm wrong because you have an eye for this. Mm -hmm. I seen a novice. I seen confusion, robotic, not natural. Like, it looked like Teddy was talking to a baby. When I used to see- 100% accurate. When I used to see GSP, I was like, oh no, this motherfucker's a natural. Yeah, this GSP was a karate guy. So he he knew how to throw. Francis Ngannou was nothing but a slave in Africa. Like he, he doesn't, <laughs> I'm just being real. I'm just being real. They don't say it, but when you give his backstory, they're like, he grew up working in the salt mine every day for no pay. That's a slave. Okay, <laughs> like he was, a, that's why he's giant and strong. Okay, he is super novice. And that's what I'm saying though. If he gets with somebody who can mold that, even just teach him, he's knocking people's socks off like a cartoon punch with no understanding of how to punch. It's all arm, it's all bicep, it's all anger at the master. Like there's no knowledge. So if he can get a little knowledge on how to turn that, you know, how to push from the ground, just a little bit. It's going to be harder. Now, I don't, I don't think he'll just beat John Jones. Okay, 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 if, okay. If he connects, if he can survive the wrestling long enough for a few rounds to where people start getting a little, you know, hands start coming down and he can connect with one good one, he can knock anybody's block off. True. Now, I mind I don't like Brock Lesnar, but he said it when Daniel won the belt. The heavyweight division is trash. It is. It's trash. It is. Okay. Cain Velasquez isn't there anymore because he's like hurt his back a bunch. That was the man. Okay. 
uh, I, I didn't like Fabrizio over Doom. To me, he always seemed kind of like cheap and, and I don't know. I mean, I know Brazilians love him, but he seemed whack. Like all the heavyweights to me seem garbage. Derek Lewis is entertaining and I like him, he's but he's kind of whack. Yeah. Like they're, they're not that great right now. It's the division to me, to me, just my personal opinion. The division is wide open for John and to replace John at light heavyweight is easy. I could see that. I could see that. And then see, that makes sense to me. Then you let John go on his heavyweight run. Then you have the fight where he drops down and they meet at light heavyweight. Where they have the first UFC catchweight. You could even do that. You could even do that. And also, what do you think about uh, Tyson Fury having a, a UFC fight? For what? I told you, <laughs> stop talking about bullshit. I don't talk about bullshit on this show. I don't even- I love bullshit. Come on, it's America. Come on, we love bullshit. We voted in bullshit. It's like, come on, we love it. You see that face right there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next question. Kaboom. Okay, you'll be watching it. I don't entertain, I'm not gonna- you saw James Tony in the UFC, correct? Yes, yes, yes. But that was a different era. And that was James Tony when, I mean, he really wasn't even James Tony at that point. One kick, because I'm built. Mm -hmm. bad. I'm built like two toothpicks under a fucking <laughs> box of graham crackers, right? So I know what it's like. And on my knees, I got an arthritis in this knee. And I'm only 6'4". This guy's five inches taller than me and 30 <laughs> pounds heavier than me. You've seen his waist. His waist is like this big. Yep. His hips come over his waist and his legs are straight down. There's nothing he can do to a UFC fighter. There's nothing. But see, here's my thing. Because the division's trash. Say he met somebody like Derek Lewis who ain't good at wrestling, wants to stand count. and bang. That doesn't count. He couldn't out-wrestle Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis isn't going to try to wrestle him. He's going to try to stand and punch with him. Listen. Well, okay. You're right. Because if James Tony had a fought Rampage, it would have been a different fight. But, again, it he could have some success. It would just depend on the fighter that he's fighting. But again, if Derek Lewis throws five kicks. What Derek Lewis do you know that throws five kicks? I'm just saying, what that's what I'm saying, right? Is what I'm saying is if he throws them, right? He doesn't even throw them, right? But he's capable because this is his fucking world. Like, mm -hmm. this is his world. That motherfucker can kick. Mm -hmm. Like, if it, me and him are fighting, he, he kicks me, it's gonna fuck her. I'm not gonna be able to block it. There's nothing I can do. No training. There's no lifting my knee up. There's no none of that. He's going to fucking kick me and I'm going to be fucked and hurt. And if he does that, he's big enough to do that to fucking Tyson Fury. And if he kicks Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury's going to be like, this is a whole different world. I'm done. <laughs> like, this is a whole different world. Yeah, I don't want money. Tyson Fury is a, a, a champ. He's got money to train with people. I think he, if he brought in some people that threw some kicks so he could get used no. to it, be entertaining i'm all about the entertainment can we talk about khabib can khabib can can i'm i'm fearful for this fight for khabib why time away 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's, I don't think he, this guy from just from what I've seen, just like how you kind of watch Lopez and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've been watching this Justin. Is it Justin? Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use these words. You tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if he's young or not, but he feels to me like a young, hungry line. Like he, fe- like maybe it's just very a little bit so. Very much so. But the motherfucker feel like he comes off when I see him fight. I'm like, oh no, that that motherfucker's hungry. Like y'all don't see it. Like that motherfucker's hungry. And I don't know if, like, let's not forget Conor McGregor, who's a who's about what would you rate Conor on the ground? Mediocre. At best. At best. But the fucking. No, I mean, on the yeah, yeah, he's not. He's not. That's not his wheelhouse. The fucking fight went four rounds. Let's Mm -hmm. not forget that. Let's not fucking forget that. You're right. You're right. So when I look at it from the outside, because I don't have the eye from the inside, I have Mm -hmm. the eye from the outside with just a little bitch bit of fighting. And I'm like, nigga, you've been off how long? How long has he been off? Khabib. Uh, I think his last fight was the Connor fight. Here's my thing. I don't, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't like Khabib. Why? I don't, I don't dislike him, but I, he's too serious for me. You talk about my, you talk about my country, it's like, relax, buddy, relax. Okay. Have a drink, laugh it off or don't drink. I don't care, but like freaking relax. Either way, him, and all those Muslim Russians, okay? They wrestle bears as kids. So, I really don't care how much time he's had off. His mentality hasn't changed. <laughs> he, he's from a country where he's rubbing elbows with Putin. So if he loses, they'll, I don't know, kill his family or something. Like, like that, his mentality isn't going to change. That's a different type, but that's not the regular American white. That's different. Okay, that's somehow mixed <laughs> and frozen winter white together, desert and winter, like it's craziness. Okay, that being said, huge fan of Justin Gaethje. I love everything about his attitude. I love everything about his, uh, his work ethic, how he is towards his opponents. Great guy. Okay, if anybody can beat Khabib. It's him. It'll be Gaethje. Okay, good. Okay. I was on, I was on the right track. What? Anybody who says Khabib's going to maul him is wrong. Anybody who says Gaethje's just going to like lay him out is wrong. Yeah. It, I think it's going to go, if not the distance, it's going to go a long time because both of them have to work their separate weapons. Justin Gaethje has leg kicks that are unbelievable. Okay, So if he can do that without Khabib getting a chance to take him down and press him up against the fence, it's going to be a long night for Khabib. But Khabib's specialty is with the strength of Allah, just mauling you down <laughs> and holding you against the fence. And I, for my people, for my country, and now for my father's spirit, like, I don't know. Like everybody's like saying all this stuff in his head. I think all he's doing is praying for his dad to give him super Saiyan powers and for him to maul this guy. Like that might be his whole life, whole life thing. I do this for you, dad. Like that's it. Like, so I don't know. 
Khabib, the beautiful thing about Khabib is in, in his, his reign is, and we've seen this, and you tell me if I'm wrong, correct me. We've seen this with Tyron Woodley. Boo! Can you hear me? Yeah, I sorry, I had to boo when you said Tyron Woodley. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we've seen this with Tyron, and it's going to happen with Khabib. And I don't want to see it, but it's going to happen. It's different, like with Silva. That, that was age. What's going to happen with Khabib is once he fights a fighter at his weight that's stronger than him, he's going to lose. That's it. Happened with Woodley. It's going to happen with Khabib. That just so happens is he can never fight in the next weight class. Never. Yeah, but see... He can never find in the next weight class. This, this is why I booed Tyron Woodley. And there's a difference between him and Khabib. Tyron Woodley, I, I don't think Khabib is the type of person to ever succumb to what Tyron succumbed to. No. And people don't realize this. Tyron Woodley basically started smelling his own farts, man. I'm the man. I'm going to get out there and that ain't your style. Well, that's the discipline that you talked about, but I'm oh saying- Oh my God. Yeah, well, and again, I totally agree, but that's the discipline. And he's a rapper and an actor. Oh, and Black Lives Matter. Like, are you fucking kidding me with this guy? But And then you let Kobe Covington, of all people, the embodiment of the man. White supremacy. Oh my God, you should have just, at the end of the fight, given him a whip and let him take some lashes out of your ass. Like, what are you doing? Like, I can't even believe it. Holy cow. Oh, that okay. hurt I my digress. spirit. It hurt my spirit. Darnell digresses. But my, no. but my, and correct me if I'm wrong. Check out my new show, Darnell digresses. <laughs> <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it's just, you know, there's no way. Like, and, and this is, this is, this is how we have to watch Khabib's career. Okay, another guy. Okay, another guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, another guy. Because he's in his weight, so. I mean, how great is he if he stays in one weight? I mean, see, but that's something that's changed since Connor because nobody ever used to say that. <laughs> how great is he if he stays at one weight? No, we say it in boxing. You can't stay in one weight class. Yeah, if you that's boxing. Y'all got 5,700 weights. <laughs> UFC has four weights. There's <laughs> <laughs> more than four. <laughs> they, they got four weights and two of them are women. Two of them are women. Like it's, they have no weight. To me, how great are you if you only stay in one weight and you know that there's guys who who can look at you? We're the same motherfuckers, the exact same height as you, but they find a different weight class because they're stronger than you. Mm -hmm. And well, I would say he has to. Not only does he have to. I wouldn't say he has to move weights yet. I say he has to do a little bit yet. He's, he has over 20 fights. It's time to move weights. Yeah, but how many defenses of his title does he have? Lomachenko has 16 fights as of today. The motherfucker was in three different weight classes. I mean, come on. You have 20-something, over 20 fights. It's time to move weight. Remember the jump in UFC from lightweight is 155 all the way up to 170. So he's he would be going from fighting. Connor did it. On, not really. Connor did it. More Connor's than jumping weight was one forty five to one fifty five. Then he went up to one seventy for these little show fights against people like 
Nate Diaz, who was also 155 and up. They're not real one. He's never fought anybody really at 170. He would have to fight all those big, thick boys, and Connor's not stupid. He's never done that. He's not done it. If that's true, tell me if, if I'm wrong, close your fucking laptop. Khabib walks around at 170. I believe you. Khabib. They all do. They all walk around much more and they Khabib, cut down. Khabib trains at 170. I'm not opposed to him moving up. I would like what I'm saying is I would just like to see him do more at his weight class. Yeah, he really hasn't that. done that much. He's who is this? I think he's defended his belt what twice? No. How how Khabib's been champ for how long? Be, he's been out for a long time. No, 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 no. When he was active, how long was he champ? He was champ for a long time. No, he wasn't. Khabib, I'll have to Google it. He has not, that's what I'm saying. He has not done that much. He was, because remember, Connor was the champ, but Connor was in and out. So Khabib was like in the wings, then he became interim, and then he, be, like he became the champ, but it, he has not defended it that many times. I think he's defended it twice, maybe, maybe three times. He didn't have one of these runs like John Jones, like uh, Anderson. So he didn't do that. Like George St. Pierre, he has not defended that much because remember after the Connor fight now, he's been out for two years and that was, I think his second title defense. 2018. Yeah. He's, he's. Al Quinta. Al A hand me fight. That's it. That's his only defense. I believe. No, that was when he became champ. So he's only defended it once against Connor. Says for the vacant belt. Yeah, so he's only defended it once. That's what I say, because Connor was the champion and left. So he had a, a fight against Ally Aquinta, who's not even, I don't even think he was top five at the time. They basically gave Khabib the belt. And then he defended it once against Connor, who was out for comeback. And it went longer than it should have for him to be the eagle and as dominant as he is. Yeah, that's what they said, the eagle. So how do you have 28 fights? Because half of them were like in Russia. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's his whole pro record. That's not in the UFC? That's not, it's his whole pro record. That's not his record in the UFC. He oh. might have. Yes, yes, man. These numbers, just like with boxing, they can paint an image that they want to. When the fuck did he fight in championships and accomplishments? One-time current. Two successful title defenses. Okay. Mm. Like I said, I'd like to see him do more and actually be the champ. Like, he's kind of, to me, and that's what Connor said. That's why they fought. He's like, you're the champ because I'm not there. And I was like, he's kind of right. Wow. Damn, you're right. He fought that. How do you say his name? Who? Ally Aquinta? He fought him, Connor, Dustin. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Ally Quinta shouldn't have been there. He's not top five. He's like uh, 25. Hold on. UFC, 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 UFC. Oh. Oh. Okay. So from zero to 16, he was in something else at his yeah. 17th fight. So from 17 to 26. What is that? Nine? That's what I said. I thought it was like eight fights in the UFC. That sounds about right. Nine. Oh, okay. Okay. So why does it feel like his reign has been so long? Because 
he was the champ and he's just been gone. <laughs> so he's just been the champ this whole time. Not fighting anybody. He's just the champ. And I'm like, that's great. But, and that shows they like him because if anybody else they don't like, they don't fight enough, they just take the belt from him. He's young. He is young. He's young. Okay. So he's still in his fresh prime. That's what I'm saying. I like to see him really cement himself as that lightweight champ, then move up because he can move up, but I don't really feel like he's that great of a lightweight champ right now. So what's the next weight called? Welterweight. And that's where Tyron Woodley fights. That's where Kamaru Usman fights. You know what I'm saying? That's a big jump up for him. <laughs> I'm like, what? Is, I That Muslim Russian is crazy, but Nigerian nightmare? What are you talking about? Can he beat Kobe? Yeah, he would have to fight Kobe too at 170. Can he beat Kobe? Because he, he's a really strong wrestler. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I because like I said, Kobe, I don't like Kobe, but he's got a lot of respect for me. He really puts it on you with that cardio. That motherfucker can fight. He doesn't stop. Right. That's one of them white boys you just got to be mad at from afar. He's just, just like racism in America. He does not stop. He just keeps coming. No matter what you throw at him, he just keeps coming. <laughs> okay. Um damn. I didn't know that there was that such of a jump. Why don't they put something in the middle? That's what everybody's always said. It should go 155, 165, 175. Yeah. Because it goes 170 then to 185. Like it's such such a huge jump. It should be one in the middle, but they just didn't. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. So many people would have met at that weight too. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense because there's so many, there's some guys like Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson who are 16 years old and 198 pounds rock solid. Mm -hmm. And then 28 years old and 175 pounds, like who can, you know what I mean? Roy Jones Jr., him and Mike Tyson are only separated by half an inch. Mm -hmm. One fought at heavyweight since he was a fucking teenager. <laughs> One only fought at heavyweight once and he had the you know, get with Victor Conte, put some lotion on to blow up to get to that. <laughs> Did you see Roy Jones's interview on Joe Rogan? I saw both interviews and it makes me cry. Like I, I literally, and Chelly will tell you, I literally cry when I see Mike and I cry when I see Roy because, and this is what not a lot of, I'm not going to knock them, but I'm just going to say not a lot of UFC fighters have and only about half of boxers have. Roy Jones Jr. would fight like King Kong, Godzilla, and Rodan at the same time. Like he mentally, he mentally can't back out of a fight. I know. <laughs> He's a true. Like I was watching Troy because it's on Netflix. He's like Achilles. Like he can't, he has to run to the fight. He can't mentally back out of it. And that's going to kill him. Mike Tyson is training <laughs> like he's fighting for the heavyweight championship of the world. And he, to me, 
I want to hold Mike Tyson's hand and say, Mike, cancel this fight. Because what you don't want to do is... <laughs> you don't want to Apollo Creed him. You're going to... You already... You're doing this fight in your heart because you're thinking it's good because you're not collecting a dime. You're giving all your proceeds to charity. But at the risk of killing another man when you know this man should not be in the ring with you. Like, you know this man should not... That's like you... That's like you taking a fight with like, that's like you taking a fight with Edwin. When you know his size or whatever, you're like, listen, you don't belong in the ring with me. You know this, like you know this, like you know there's nothing on planet earth this man can do with me. Why am I taking this fight? Like why? And to me, it's that piece of shit of fucking Tyson that you want the glory so fucking bad that you will take advantage of this man. Roy Jones, find me video. I'll pay somebody a hundred. I'll pay somebody a thousand dollars cash. I got it upstairs. I'll pay somebody a thousand dollars cash. They can find me a picture with Roy Jones Jr. with his shirt off right now. You can't find it because the motherfucker looks like me. <laughs> like it's fucking sad. That I know you, he can't say no. I know that. I was like, that's, oh. that's, and that's that's the thing. You took Roy Jones. You know this motherfucker can't say no to a fight. See, he didn't go to him first. Apparently, he went to a whole bunch of people, and everybody was like, "Hell no!" False, false. Everybody came to Mike. Evander Holyfield took the fight. Evander Holyfield keeps training because he's pissed off. It's written down. The interview was already out. It came out months. What? Ago. Evander, why the fuck do you think Evander Holyfield's still training? Because I thought he was just training to make a comeback. Oh no, fuck no. He's training for the fucking fight after this. Fuck, he already said that he was pissed off that he fucking took Roy. He, That's what I want to see. I don't even want to see him fight Roy Jones. Roy Jones is too nice. That interview, I was like, he's so not awesome. About fucking nice. You've been a heavyweight since 16 fucking years old. This nigga fought at middleweight and went all the way to the fucking heavyweight, but spent most of his career at light heavyweight, 175. You just talked about Israel Adesande and fucking John Jones. Yes. You said there's a fucking weight classes for a reason. This man is not a, this man has been knocked the fuck out by 175 pounders, put out cold by Glenn Johnson, and then again by fucking cruiserweights. He has no fucking business fighting Mike Tyson in 10 ounce gloves for eight fucking rounds with no fucking headgear. Even though they dropped it down to two minutes around. You niggas is fucking crazy. That actually favors Mike Tyson. That's exactly what he, listen, it makes me so sad because I don't want to see Roy Jones Jr. die. I thought that he died when Glenn Johnson knocked him out. When you, like, there's heroes, right? Mm -hmm. Roy has always been loved and a great man. Uh, he's so awesome. <laughs> he is. Nobody hate people hate Floyd because his flashiness. People hate Mike Tyson. People hate all types of fighters. But like he's like a Pacquiao. Like people just fucking love Pacquiao. They just fucking love him. Whether or not you feel ever, they just love him. Fuck it. It's fucking Pacquiao. I just love him. I mean, I do like Pacquiao. Yeah, people just love Pacquiao. People fucking love him. I like Jinky. You're so stupid. So, but yeah, I don't want to see Roy die. To me, you're a, I'm not gonna call you a bitch. I'm just gonna say, you who, know. Wait, who, who are you not gonna call a bitch? Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's- a fighter. That's smart. 
I would have to be like, I'm out of this Zoom if you're sitting up here being like, Mike Tyson's a bitch. I'd be like, oh, I'm out of this. <laughs> like, this nigga's crazy. What are you doing? Mike Tyson's a bitch for fighting Roy Jones. <laughs> That's my cousin. There you go. He is. Because you know for a fucking fact you should be fighting up training and fucking Antonio Tarver's training. Antonio Tarver's training Evander Holyfield. Already been on camera saying, yeah, I'm in training Evander Holyfield. I wanted to fight Mike Tyson and they wouldn't let me. Why don't you fight Antonio Tarver? I don't, I wouldn't want to see that either. You're nuts. You're nuts. Antonio Tarver, even, even this one, Antonio Tarver would give Mike Tyson hell. I think Antonio Tarver would beat him. That's what I'm saying. You don't, you don't take him. You take Roy, who's been getting knocked the fuck out by 185 That's the only fight that makes sense. Him and Evander Holyfield. Yeah, exactly. They're both old men. He beats Evander now. Evander just doesn't have it anymore. He smokes Evander, but that's fine. Evander, that's what he does. Yeah. He, he's durable. He takes this punishment. That's it. My mama said... We supposed to fight, so I'm going to fight because my mama said to fight. Like, I want to see that. I like them both. It's good. But with this, I can't just enjoy the fight because I'm, like, nervous inside. Thank you, Darnell. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you, because I don't want to see my hero die. I don't want to see you go all out to kill Roy Jones Jr. When you know this nigga, that's like me. That's like me like picking on somebody when I know that the real threat- He's bullying, he's bullying him. He's bullying him. And Roy doesn't want to admit it. Thank you. Cause he's a fighter and he's proud, but this guy is bullying you. He called you out, you can't say no. Now you're gonna go get beat up. We all know you're gonna get beat up. <laughs> like exactly. it's crazy. He might kill you in the ring for no real money. Like it's, this, it's crazy. I can't even believe it's happening. But I mean, the world's crazy right now. No, it's fucking bullshit. And, and you know what's funny? If he knocks him out cold, the karma is going to come back. Because you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't. As a fighter, you should fucking know. I'm not taking that fight. I, a prime example. That's the reason why Tyson Fury didn't take the fight. What if Roy Jones Jr. bites his ear? That's the reason why Tyson Fury didn't take the fight with Mike Tyson. Because he doesn't want to kill Mike Tyson. Tyson Fury knows if he fights Mike Tyson at this age, he's going to fucking kill him. There's nothing Mike Tyson can do with Tyson Fury. He's going, remember how you said the old generation, new generation? The heavyweights back then, 6'3", 6'4", max. These niggas, they're all 6'8", 6'9", 6'7". 6'12", 300 pounds, but still dance around like a ballerina. It's craziness. It's craziness. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing he can do. And guess what? Guess what they're all, guess what they're all scared of? And I've been fucking said this, and I hope he fucking comes back. I guess what they're all scared of. There's really two fighters, but there's one for sure that they're all fucking scared of. Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis isn't coming back. I said that's who they're all scared of. Oh, I was like. That's who they're all scared of. thousand year old man, but he's another one. He's the youngest. He's, the, he's younger than all of them. He should fight Mike Tyson. He'd fuck Mike Tyson up. Of course. Of course. I mean, but this is an old man league. It's the old man boxing. But what I'm saying is that don't you, if you're in this weight class, you yeah. need to be calling out Klitschko's and other retired motherfuckers in yes. your class. Yes. yes. You don't need to be 
oh, because we were supposed to fight back when he was going to fight at heavyweight, this motherfucker only had one, and now I'm going to take advantage of him. I'm going to use every technology on fucking planet Earth to get my body as close back to the fucking 80s and 90s, which you're fucking using. You're using fucking... He's using all types of shit. It's it's crazy. This nigga dick swinging all in the fucking nigga wearing underwears and boxers and shit. I'm like, this nigga here, you a bitch, yo. Straight up, straight up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you do that and you know, because you're that, like Roy Jones Jr. said, and I'm going to finish this up. But like Roy said, I can die in there, but I'm willing. To, I know that when I sign up. He may die. I don't want to watch him die on national TV. That's not fun. Darno, thank you. Like, it's real. Like, I don't think people fucking fit. Yes, he could. It's real. You and I can fight Mike Tyson. We're not going to die. We're just going to be. I fucking. may die. <laughs> I may die, son. No. You never know. No, no. You never know. Mike's Apparently, I found out aneurysms run on my side of the family. I may die. No, no. Mike's not that. If he does anything, he'll break your jaw. That's it. Yeah, that's Mike's not. Mike's not. That'll be death for me if I can't talk. You know, I like to run my mouth. Listen, um, and maybe, but I've always, I'm like Teddy Atlas. I've always been one of the critical people of Mike because I see through the bullshit into mm, every fighter that he's, every tall fighter that he fought during his knockout reign, uh-huh. he went the distance with. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember when he was ear biting. I was, I was, I remember we were kids, but I was like, he's losing and he's scared. That's why he's doing that. Well, that was post jail. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about prime, pre jail. Oh, prime. Yeah, no. I was enamored. See, I, I did not see through the bullshit. I was enamored. No. He was killing everybody to me. He wasn't. He wasn't. He went the, he went the distance with Mitch Green. People like fucking forget Mitch about Mitch Green. What? Who was Mitch Green? Go watch it. Just go go YouTube it and be like, go YouTube it and fast forward to the end and be like, it's the 12th round? When did this fight happen? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Because Mitch Green is like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, mm. He only knocked out people that were close to his height. Anybody, t- He did knock out a few tall motherfuckers like Larry Holmes and some other guys, but, for the mo- but they were old as fuck. Let's, come on, let's fucking be real about this. He didn't fight up in his prime Larry Holmes. Who would have jabbed the shit out of that nigga? A prime Larry Holmes would have jabbed the shit out of Mike Tyson. He popped on the scene at the right fucking time. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. See, I don't remember all this. Larry Holmes came out of retirement to fight. I'm like, Larry Holmes? Came out of retirement to fight. From the 70s? (laughs) Like, like Larry Holmes? The hero, the icon from Mike Tyson? Wow, wow. Came out of retirement to fight Mike Tyson and got smoked. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that was the era of all the old men coming out of retirement. Didn't George Foreman come out in his 50s? No, but Mike, Mike Spinks did. Oh. And he never, but, and this is the thing, he never fought George. George wouldn't fight him. George went on to have a classic fight with Evander Holyfield, who Mike, for 30 fucking fights, ran from Evander Holyfield. That's what niggas ain't fucking saying. You mm-hmm. ran from Evander. Because guess what happened? After Buster Douglas busted your ass... Guess who was the next fight? Evander. And my mama said, I got to fight Mike Tyson. I'm not scared of that. I fight Mike Tyson. I love Evander Holyfield. So why the fuck did Buster get the shot first? You got Evander out there. 
Evander's at your fucking fight. Why didn't Evander get that fight first? I mean, because... Well, you're saying that Mike Tyson would destroy Evander Holyfield, but I don't know. No, 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 no. I say that Mike Tyson would destroy Evander Holyfield now because of the type of training that he has. And he's been off. He's been off since 2005. Evander Holyfield kept fighting. Mm. You see, he kept putting 10 more years of wear on his body. And he's way older. He's like 57, 58. He's older than Mike. Mike got the got the leave at that 35 years old. Don't forget about that. If Mike got the leave at 30, his last loss was at like 35, 36 in his 30s. Think about that. He was younger than you when he left the game. Think about that. Mike Tyson was younger than you. Think how you feel now. Younger than you when he left the game. So you're trying to tell me you can't come back with all the shit that you got now at fucking 50, at 54? My feet hurt right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, if, you, if I gave you all the tools that Mike Tyson has. My feet will probably still hurt. No, come on. No. <laughs> no, you'd get back like that. It wouldn't even take, it'd take two fucking, two weeks, you'd be back. I don't know. With all the shit he's got, bro, with the blood, he replaced his yeah. blood like, even down to Columbia. Well, that's what I said I wanted. I want some young person's blood. Because, man. Yeah, it's this old oil. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It sucks. At least you don't got a gut or titties. I'm, I'm out here super fat. Uh, I still have pecs. Yeah, see, you still got pecs. I don't, I don't know what it's like. Mm. Maybe I'll go get surgery in Dominican Republic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Listen, it was good. Uh, Saturday. So this Saturday is a good beat fight. Is it? Yeah, the 17th, yeah. No. I'll be talking to you for that. Yeah, look at your fucking phone. Saturday's the 17th. Could be fight a Saturday. No. Yes, October 17th. It's already the 18th. Today? Yeah. It's Sunday. It's the 18th. 17th was this past week. It was Brian Ortega versus oh. Korean Zombie. So it's probably November 17th. No. The could be fight is this? Then it's either well, October 24th. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so it is this week. It's coming up. Coming up. Okay. Yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah. All right, definitely. Yeah, that's crazy. Because yeah, there's me every week. Because after that is the tank fight. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to be watching that too. Yep. So, all right, buddy. All right. Thank you so much. We're signing out of here. We will come back and have Darnell on the show and Omar. And we're going to keep doing this all week, guys. So, please stay tuned. Subscribe. Listen to me on Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, peace.